Hey, this is Lauren BR, and this is The Authentic Podcast. Hi, everyone, <laughs> and welcome back to Authentic. I'm your host, Lauren BR, and today's guest is a dear friend of mine and one of my role models as well, Maggie Thomas. So Maggie is the Greek Life Coordinator. Yeah, I guess I should ask you that before. At the refuge and she's done such a beautiful job of being a strong believer while in greek life and connecting the two very seamlessly and so rush is coming up soon in the fall and i know a lot of schools including lsu are opening up rush registration so i thought it'd be the perfect time to kind of talk about this topic again and maggie's a fine man who's literally about to graduate so she has four years of wisdom and experiences to share with us today and also i did ask questions on the podcast instagram today about what y'all wanted to hear. So I'll definitely be asking some of those and I'm excited to hear Maggie's answers. So without further ado, welcome. Yay. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I'm excited. I'm so excited too. <laughs> so before we get into the questions, can you just let us know a little bit about yourself? Give us a brief testimony and then kind of just like, how you got into Greek life, just all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I kind of grew up with very nominally Christian family, um, went to church and Really, my parents ended up being divorced when I was like 14, so we kind of stopped going all together, so really first was not that important to us. Um, we ended up going back later, non-denominational, whatever, whatever. Kind of going into college, my mom always said, oh, I majored in beer, boys, and football. And so for me, going into college, that was kind of my motive, kind of what I was looking for, like my, my aunt rushed, my cousins rushed, my brothers rushed, everyone in our family they all rushed. And so I was like, well, obviously I'm going to rush. And so that's kind of how I got into it. Um, my freshman year, definitely lived in sin, lived in the party culture. Um, like, yeah, I was too, like, drunkenness and just a lot of sexual sin. And then um, previous years in high school, I had done like young life camps. And so that summer, after freshman year, I wanted something similar, and so I applied for Pine Cove, and by the grace of God, somehow they let me in and said, hey, we'll, we'll bring you in. And so I got a job at Summer Pine Cove, and I remember they were doing testimonies that summer, and there was two people who talked about how they had had, they had just struggled with like non-career masturbation, and I did, and so when they said that out loud, I was always a person who had older brothers, and Everyone was like, oh, if that is something yucky, like, you cover it up, like, you're not allowed to have shame here, like, you're not allowed to have emotions, and so for them to, like, talk about this, for me, it was, like, a gross part of my past, and then to say, okay, this was from, like, this is a part of me, but it's no longer because of the way um, Christ has redeemed it, and, like, turned that sin into nothing, and so after that, I was like, oh my gosh, felt this weight, like, the weight of the Holy Spirit for the first time, and it went out and had our farm manager prayed for me, and she, I was like tears, and after that, ended up getting baptized, um, coming back that sophomore year, um, got discipled, really got plugged in all the refuge, they poured into me a lot, and really got opportunities to just pour out into like, my sorority um, the following years, and so past, short, past four years, first year of my college experience wasn't glorifying the Lord for the last three were, and it was really cool to see um, just the way that Lord was able to use it. Yeah, it's also so cool because you were saying this when we went on a walk a few weeks ago, just like, I know this really impacted so many yeah. people, and the Lord really uses camps, so I think it's cool whenever I hear stuff like that because I know so many people, 
mm -hmm. um, that that's happened. So if anyone's listening, you should definitely work at a camp. Yes, I love camp. Like, literally, I'm like, people are always so annoyed. Not annoyed, but it's almost like, what are you doing this summer? <laughs> Ico.com slash apply or <laughs> what is your one of those camp show yay? Yes, I haven't worked there in a while, but it's camp show yay. It's a great time. Camping, Ozark, T Bar. I don't know if most people at else shoot about T Bar, but I did have an episode with my friend who works at T Bar in, so that's an option. There we go. Just side plug. But do love show yay because I haven't worked there in a while, so it's like weird. But anyways, mm -hmm. um, you kind of touched on this in your testimony, but what was and how has your sorority life been these past four years? Um, I know you talked about that a little bit, but I guess just go into a little more detail about what it's yeah. been like to be, I guess, a believer in a sorority. Mm -hmm. And so my sorority life, my first freshman year, I was probably your, your poster child, sorority gal, um, which you see in movies and <laughs> everything, like all whole nine yards. And then my sophomore year, that was a hard year because I really was very uninvolved in my sorority because it was like I'd come back from camp and I'd done camp previous years and had this camp high and came back down. Um, it was like I don't want to do the same thing again. And so I had to strip a lot of friendships because, you know, the Snapchat groups that I was in and the group text I was in is like, hey, y'all, let's go out. Let's go out to Tiger Land this weekend. Let's go have parties this weekend. And I was like, okay, like the Lord is like, I need to prune these things from my life right now because um, that's just not the path I want to go down anymore because I see where it's brought me in the past and the shame that it's brought me and um, just like the mile wide inch deep friendships that I've gotten from it. And so um, really it was just a season of pruning my sophomore year and got really involved with refuge. And uh, what was it? That year I was like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pour into girls in my sorority and it was just, it was hard because I just didn't know what I was doing and I was trying and I was just kind of like, you know, like a little baby, like walking around, like trying, just failing. But um, it was just funny. But then my junior year, I just learned I was basically spreading myself too thin and just thinking of, um, what was it? Almost the way that Jesus invites people. He's not like, hey, here's a choir for my Bible study, like come. But he like points to individual people as like, hey, you like come walk, come follow me. Um, and so my junior year kind of like was much more intentional with like who I like, poured into and like loved on, and it was really cool to see the fruit of that. And so now my senior year, I'm like, transitioning out, and it's really weird. But I'm like, praise God that He has used me in this these three years, uh, these last three years of my college career to um, just raise up girls who hopefully like continue to pour into the next class. So really, this year's been a lot of transitioning out and. Man, like equipping a lot of the sophomores and juniors to hey, like, next year there'll be more freshmen, and I hope you get to love them like Christ after I'm gone because, like, I will be here, and so like, this is now going to fall on y'all to um, pursue them and love them like Christ. And it's been so cool getting to watch you. Like I've said this to you before, but you really do like live life with the girls in your sorority and the girls that you're pouring into. You're not just like you know giving them a flyer like you said to your Bible study or meeting with them once a week. How are you doing? And then kind of like ignore them like you really do life with them and hang out with them on Friday nights and so I think that's just a cool example and I hope people take that to heart of like you can still be involved in your sorority you can still like really deepen these friendships because I I know some people will like come to know the Lord or join a sorority and that's kind of just like they can't they feel like they can't be involved in it because like mm -hmm. it's just too difficult but I feel yeah. like you've done such a good job of like 
not being involved in the way that you traditionally maybe were your freshman year, but involved in like a different way, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And I just think it's cool, especially how like the people that you're pouring into, you really are pouring into every second of the day. And so I really look up to that about you. And I think like I hope listeners take that to heart as well, especially girls who are going to be juniors and seniors. Like don't just, you know, be the token Christian girl kind of go to chapter and leave, but like really get to know the girls in your sorority and like do life with them and pour into them, especially the freshmen and sophomores. Yeah. Because there's like, oh, I don't know, it's just, I remember coming into my freshman meeting and you know, the first time you step into that freshman meeting, you're like, and I have this list of like 20 things for you to do and you're just like, I don't know what to do. And there's everyone saying like, hey, come here, come here, come here. And you're just trying to find your way. And so they're just like, sometimes they just need to say, hey, like, hey, like what they're telling you right now is like the most important thing is not the most important thing. Um, that was the important thing is the Lord and building that relationship, but that's not always what's right in front of them, and so it's hard for them to see past that was facades. Yeah. And also another thing I wanted to ask you that I just think is interesting is was it hard to come back from camp and talk to those friends who saw you as one person and now you're completely different because you're changed by the Lord? Like, how did you navigate those friendships? Because I know so many people that have come back whether from camp or, you know, another situation over the summer or over whatever, and their friends just, like, come, like, treat them very differently just because you are different. And obviously, we're told um, in the Bible that, you know, we will be persecuted in different ways. But I don't know. Has it been harder? People rude to you? Like, how do you navigate people being like, oh, she's, like, not fun anymore? Like, what do you do? <laughs> oh, God. I'm trying to even think. Uh, I mean, I will say, this is one way I probably wasn't. Like, I wish, like, looking back, I, I had been more faithfulness. But I feel like, what's it called? The Irish goodbye, where you just kind of, like, <laughs> you just, like, dip out. And so, for me, I think I had a lot of fear in falling back into sin. And so, I just kind of, like, ran away. And so, like, I, it's more like there wasn't even this big conflict of, like, seeing them again. It was more just, like, I removed myself and then... I was one of the most unfalled software year. Like, I did nothing. <laughs> um, and so, for me, it was almost weird. It got weird, because it was almost just like, I just stopped being, like, friends with them. But I would encourage people who like, are and still interact with them. Like, it is a cool way of a testimony to say, hey, people say, hey, why aren't you drinking anymore? Why aren't you gossiping about, like, when you say, standing up against gossip, that's such a common thing I can think of. When they came, why are you doing this? You can say, oh, hey, this is why. And explain, I see this person that you're talking about as someone the Lord loves, and I don't want to disparage them in this way. So, encouragement <laughs> for how to do it, but I'm completely honest, I get it. Yeah. So, but encouraging for girls who may um, be dealing with that. Mm -hmm. um, but also, just, I guess we kind of talk about this, but How's your experience overall being a Christian while in a sorority and kind of how you stay true to yourself, whether, I mean, maybe like you said, you're sitting in the dining room and there's gossip or at exchanges. How have you just stayed true to the Lord, really, not yourself? Mm -hmm. How do you stay true to the Lord um, while being a Christian in a sorority? Yeah, I'm just trying to think of that. And kind of going, when has it been the most true to myself is when there's very little of myself. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, but just really going back to like what, how can, how can I have very little of myself in each situation? Because um, going into that, like you're all gonna have conversations when 
they're going to be gossiping about people and really it goes back to my thought of being a witness like what's it like to be a witness and so in this time it's like hey i'm going to like i don't want to add to this but like as much as i can like speak speak truth in the situation that's in front of you but just standing firm i feel like would be the main thing like or like giving the strength to not cave into these situations um and honestly how have i stayed also is accountability <laughs> so much accountability um because the moment that we think we can do it ourselves we don't need accountability and we're going to be fine just by ourselves is when we're going to fall the, fall the hardest because yeah it's like i'm just thinking one example of what is it so it's like how saying to yourself like hey like this person hold me accountable urgent confessing sin that's what i'm talking about <laughs> confessing sin going when there are temptations being quick to say like hey i know where this path leads um because we're quick to compromise on a lot of little things and then that's add up to be greater things and so it's like oh no i just i just went out with my friends but it's okay if it doesn't like i just went out just because um but then like not having the heart like hey why am i going out to do these things in and of itself like going out isn't bad because i just think of oh what is it um you only have one master essentially like all things are lawful but you only have one master and it's like why are you going out um so really it's like the biggest thing is like, what's in the heart behind the things that i do um is it to like get the approval of these people or just glorify the Lord. Um, because there's so many opportunities that's like, okay, now I'm going to slightly fudge on why I'm doing this, but like snipping that in the bud early on is like just some just fellow friends or leaders like, hey, help me to keep accountable on this because I know why this limit passed, I don't want to fall down that again. Yeah, that's good, especially what you said about, you know, who's your master because there's so many ways people try to please others and seek approval within a sorority. And so I feel like it's really important to make sure that your only master is the Lord and not mm -hmm. the million other people that you could try to please within your chapter. Mm -hmm. um, and then I know there's obviously probably been many challenges um, within the times that you've been in Greek life. And so I don't know what those challenges have been, but how did the Lord meet you in those challenges and how are you able to handle them? Um, you know, in case any girls may be dealing with the same thing or those may pop up in the future if they're out to rush or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, the first one I would say was probably like that sophomore year when I was first coming back. I didn't have community and I was, again, at least in my story, and I was like, I don't really like it here that much. I don't really want to be here anymore. Like, there's no Christian community. All my community is with within refuge, I'm kind of thinking about dropping, like, I don't want to do this anymore. Uh, but I had this, but I was like, man, I'm here. And so uh, I ended up like, staying because of the housing contract, and I was, I was like locked in for the next year. And so I was like, you know, Lord, you have me here at this time. And um, I was like, you know what, Lord, like, you have placed me here. And there's no Christian community, but I'm here now. And so Lord, like, use me as a vessel to help grow Christian community because it starts with one, 
you have to send out one to start up, to start the growth of it. And so um, I can see, like, <clears throat> there's been Bible studies in the past, and uh, something they saw said one time, uh, it was in this, in talking about Keep Them on Wolves, about the, just like, persecuted church in the Middle East. And they said a lot of times we talk about, like the scripture says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations. It doesn't say, go therefore and make Bible studies of all nations. And when they said that, it's, I was like, dang. Because in the end, like, if you make disciples, in the end, you're going to have, like, churches. Yeah. And so that was their point. And I was like, man, so many times in our sororities, we're trying to make Bible studies, make this, make that. But in the end, if you think about it, Jesus had 12 guys. And he spent his full time doing ministry and most of a person and he had 12 guys <laughs> and I was thinking you know my sophomore yourself I had this bible study hoping to have like 20 girls while also a full-time student and like who am I looking back to think I can handle that like I can't I couldn't and so that's why going my junior year I was thinking you know Lord if you have one girl for me to stay faithful with to help build this community um like I would be faithful with that one uh, help, like, Lord, help me to be faithful that one. And so that was a big game changer for a built-in community. Because, um, yeah, there's girls who are searching, but it's hard because sometimes when they're searching for God, people find their gods in other things. And so that's just hard. Uh, and the second the second difficulty I was thinking of, as I remember one time I was meeting up with this girl, and she said, she's like, she's told me, Hey, yeah, I was talking to one girl, and I walked in, and she said, "Oh, don't let Maggie call you a whore." And I was like, "Ouch, that hurts." I was like, "Man, is that what like people think of me when they think of Maggie? Like, oh, she is like calling whores." I was like, "That is like so like." At first, I was so golly, like that's not what I hope people think at all. Um, but then to that, like, it was really cool. Um, just reminded of John, I was thinking of John 8, 48, and these, they go up to Jesus and they're like, hey, are we wrong to say that you are a Samaritan and you have a demon? And he's like, I'm not a demon, and I honor God, and you dishonor me. And to me, I read over that a couple times, but then one time, I was like, dang, Jesus literally was called a Samaritan, which is like the biggest, like, like rude, like, screw you kind of thing, and literally called a demon. And he didn't even flinch, and he said, no, but I, like, he knew so strongly of why he was there, and the purpose of why he was there, that these things that came by him, he was like, no, I know the truth, I know it's just, like, the enemy's trying to, like, pin this on, but no, it's not true. And he was so rooted in that, that nothing else faced him, and he just stayed so steady in that time, which was just so cool, and I was like, I don't want to have been like that <laughs> in that situation. Um, yeah. Okay, you just brought up so many good points in that one answer to that question, but definitely, like, persecution is real. I don't know if that's the right word to use necessarily because, I mean, obviously, it's in a different form than how many people are being persecuted as a Christian, but, I mean, people are definitely not always kind, especially at schools like LSU to believers, and so it's cool that you're like, you know what, like, this happened to Jesus, and it's going to happen to me, and I have to be okay with it because it's hard, and I've dealt with stuff like that, and I to not always respond well, because like we talked about earlier, I want everyone to like me, and so I have to realize that 
within my sorority because I follow Jesus. Uh, everyone's going to think I'm cool and want to like me. So that was a great point. And also, we talk about this a lot more, and I'm just like so passionate about the topic of like, the Lord has you in your house for a reason. The Lord has you in your house for a reason. And um, I just feel like a lot of times people kind of just feel like they're just a little blip in the house and they won't make a difference in how is the Lord going to use them. But even just seeing how the Lord has used you within Find You, like, it's crazy to think that there weren't that many believers because now I think of Find You as a house full of so many believers and there's so many Christians in such community. And so it's cool that you were faithful to the Lord and being a vessel. And now look, um, because obviously all the girls within your sorority, they need Jesus just as much as the people that um, you talk about evangelizing to overseas do. I mean, these people are desperate for Jesus and they need him. And so by being faithful in your sorority and being away, I mean, you're being obedient to God. And so I just think that's cool. Um, you know, I'm going to add a little bit. It's going to add on to, like, okay, like, there's not much community here. I remember once we had this guy, I think I might have spoken to this most time, but I'm this guy came from Dallas Theological Seminary, and he was talking about how England used to be one of the biggest, the biggest places where they had these great like theologians come from, and now he's like it has fallen. Like the, the evangelical like, Christian has dramatically fallen. Now, uh, was it uh, Islam is the highest growing religion? Um, and I was like, man, he's, his whole point was saying, these are people who had the news and I didn't pass it on. And so, like, going into, like, all these girls who feel like, man, I'm just this one person. It's, if you have the Holy Spirit within you, you're the one responsible for passing it on. And so, just having that, like, hard on, like, just weighing heavier on our hearts. It's like, okay, God is in the sorority because I'm in the sorority because the Holy Spirit resides in me. And that's what it proposed me to do as ministry. Um, just relying on that and asking the Lord, okay, what is the one step of me to call me in, to be obedient in today? Because um, that's what he has for us. Yeah. Um, what ways have you been able to kind of be a witness to girls in shorty? And like, how have you done ministry within Find You? Hmm. Try to think specifically. Really? Oh, it's so sweet. There's one girl named Molly. And I just think of it's like little just interactions and honestly it's not even a big playing thing it's it's just saying hey this is like a standing firm with your faith because this is the hard thing is so many people a lot of people will think in greek life actually as a whole other point i'll get to later um <laughs> but the whole thing is we just stand firm in who we are because um a lot i guess i'll make the point of a lot of times it's easy to say, like, hey, I'm a Christian, but not live up to those ideals. And so people want to really continue to glorify the Lord, and they want to grow. When they see, like, man looking different, that's going to look different than what everyone else is saying. And so, well, thought is, okay, actually back up. One girl named Kaylee, she texted me because I said, hey, like, if you want to get involved, and she just seen me around. So she texted me, and that's how we became friends, and she got involved. And I just put myself out there and said, hey, like, if you want to get involved, if you want to get plugged in, here's my number. Please text me. And so that's how I met her. And then there's another girl who I met during bid day, which we have ours offered. I think everyone's bid day is offered. So, like, so if you're a freshman you're listening, be prepared. Bid day is offered. <laughs> this is just your, your 
warning. <laughs> um, but I remember I texted her, I connected with her because I said, hey, do you run? And she's like, yeah, I run. And so that's how I got her number. And we texted a little bit, and then I brought up our runs and said, hey, I go to Refuge if you want to come to Refuge with me. And then she was like, yeah, I'll come to Refuge with you. And so all these girls, like, I just met and just kind of invited them into my life and saying, hey, this is where I'm going. Do you want to come with me? And so that's how I met Molly and Haley and there's my girl and Haley Bridges. It was just like, Haley, we really had a fine new event at the house. And I was in my car getting back and I saw a lot of freshmen walking up the house. I said, hey, y'all need rides? <laughs> and then two of them said, yeah. And I, I was like, yeah, I just came back from Refuge. And it's like on campus ministry. And she said, wait, I've been wanting to get plugged in, in with one of those. And it's like, cool, give me your number. And so that three, I ended up just shoving them together and said, hey, y'all want to be friends. <laughs> like, hey, I'll say it. And they became friends and, um, and started a discipleship, discipleship group with those three because, I mean, I've had a lot of freshmen, but those are the ones that kind of just, I feel like the Lord just stuck up and like raised up and said, hey, these are the girls that continue on with and continue to like, invest in them. And so I didn't plan to meet like X, Y, Z, but it was like just random instances that I was like, oh, Lord, I feel like you're calling me to be faithful to pour into these girls, like, help me be faithful in that. And so, so I started, like, a couple of establishment groups my, that's my junior year. And, and, yeah, I just poured into a lot of them, and then it was really cool to see the next year, like, them continue, like, seeing the way that, um, just, like, they pursue, pursue, like, they themselves want to do the same going into the next year when they had freshmen come in. It was really cool. Yeah, and it's been cool to, like, get to watch that from afar. I think it's been really sweet what the Lord has done in finding you. Um, overall, just like, how have you seen him move in finding you over the past four years? Like, what would you say um, has been like the coolest things you've seen? Oh gosh, <laughs> it's really, it is just so cool. Um, just so, it's so, it's so humbling because sometimes, sometimes my little pride is like, oh man, you like keep yourself out of that. But then sometimes like, this is like so not me at all. Like I remember there's one girl, um, like this is just a reminder that it's not me at all. I was walking out of the, to go hop on the bus and I look over and there's this girl and she's really, like, kind of new and she was like, kind of just in the party culture. And then she was reading her Bible and I was like, huh, interesting. And then I came up to my way on my bus. And then, and then later, like they did a response of like Jesus Lord refuge service. And then after the service, I'm just standing in the back. Ran like in my mind randomly, uh, not randomly. It was like he, he and this girl who was reading the Bible walked down, walked down, whatever. And then she saw me and she like she has a tears rolling in her eyes. And she's like, hey, and I was like, hey, you okay? She's like, can we talk later? I was like, let's talk now if you want. And she like, yeah, ends up getting baptized. Like, and it was really cool because now she is one of like the girls who. Is really such a big leader in Find You. And I was like, I could say, I wish I could take care of that, but absolutely not. Like, that is so the Lord. And, like, me, like, honestly, in that moment, I was like, Lord, just help me to show her more of who you are. Because, like, I just want to be faithful and I continue to point her to you because, like, you're the one enacting the change. Like, Paul says, he's like, man, one person plants another water, but it's the Lord who grows. Um, but we're just, like, called to faithful and planting and watering. Yeah. You know, that was a specific example, but like overall, it's just been cool to see, just over time, those like one, 
this is a group for me. Um, just of girls who desire to know the Lord. Um, and it's really, I don't know, yeah, I feel like it's overall, like building a culture of Christian community. And if, there's nothing I do want to add to you. It's like my freshman year, looking back, there was nothing. Like, there was very little. And it's cool to look back at four years later, like, okay, no, there actually is something. And going on to say that, hey, whoever does, if you, you're saying in your story, like, man, there's none. And I don't know what hope there is. Through the Lord's Spirit, and then we can never imagine we can do. Like, I would never picture this in four years. Um, but it's so cool to look back. Um, so the last question before we wrap up, um, and a question that a lot of people ask, um, which is how do you not let your letters define you and how do you know your identities in the Lord? And I'm very excited to ask this question. I know you're saying you're excited to answer because <laughs> it's just so easy to let what's where you're in become your identity, whether in a negative way or a positive way, whether you're like, oh, I'm so embarrassed I'm in this sorority, or I'm so proud I'm in this top sorority and it's everything to me. I feel like it can really go both ways. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, this, oh, this whole, I think, whatever, this whole identity. And it's just crazy to me. Like, this is, it's so made up. <laughs> this sounds so ridiculous, but it's such a little schematic that we have in our minds that comes from the enemy that tries to give us word. And one of my favorite things that we've been listening to um, the series Revelation, maybe it was Steve Billboard, I don't know, <laughs> whatever, either one, the whole thing was someone said, and that's supposed to communicate to you, like, the power of the lie comes with its agreements, when we agree with the lie, and so, I kind of wish this a little bit, but like, 1 Corinthians 6, like, I'm going to say it again, but it kind of goes, like, all things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful, all things are lawful for me, but I will not be dominated by anything, and so, really saying this is like, okay, who is, what's dictating what with my sorority, with my letters? And so, like, okay, if, if a relationship with the Lord is something we value, we also want to be in a sorority, like, which one is dictating which one? And so it's like, okay, like, I don't, like, man, I have all these things and I have all these friends here, but this is, but this is, um, but this is really important but I also have the relationship with the Lord, but I'm here. And so now your relationship with the Lord gets put on the back burner. It's like, no, that's not how it's meant to be. Like, it's supposed to be the other way of like, okay, Lord, like, this is, like, you are the most important thing. Um, and also going back to Jesus, hey, if, um, whoever does not leave all that he has cannot be my disciple. Like, this, like, your letters are so secondary to your relationship with the Lord. And if, you think that they're primary and like honestly ask the lord to give you clarity on that because they're not <laughs> um it's really like just something that the enemy is like hey this is the most important thing about you if you don't get this story like, that means you're a loser like no it doesn't <laughs> it absolutely does not at all and i think that's something that um just people try to tell us like our minds try to tell us and the enemy tries to just get in our heads. Um, because really, I love just reminding myself that like, on this earth, like we're sojourners here, like we are here for a time, but we're here to essentially 
share with others the joy of the Lord and just say, hey, like, right now, this world's broken and it's hurting. It hurts me and it hurts you and I. And this, it really is a hurting time. But I just want to show you the hope, greater hope that we have in Christ. And that's where our eyes are fixed. That's why I just, I feel like I've been really resting on, um, oh what is it? I don't know. But the whole thing is like, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Who uh, is upon Jesus? And the, and the things of earth will be yes, I, I was like, trying to remember what it, how it went. I just sing it to remember something. <laughs> but um, the whole thing is, man, when we fix our eyes on Christ, everything else grows so dim. And so that can, that is including your letters. And when we say, like, hey, and when they are getting that big in our minds, go to the Lord and say, hey, help me. Help me to... Think of these as you do, as a tool that you give us to further your kingdom, and that's it. And not what defines me, because you define me. Not what this person is saying to me, or what I'm perceiving, because you define me. Like, going back to Jesus, he's like, all these people are saying, like, this guy was saying, you're a Samaritan, you're a demon. He's like, no, I am my father's. And so, like, resting in that, greater than anything else. Because... Um, uh, that was one of my favorite things that was, so this was actually from Revelation series with Matt Chandler on, um, from the village church, and he was saying, one of the, one of the easiest fights to lose is one that you don't know you're in. And, like, the enemy is a real being on this earth who is trying to lie, us, lie to us and deceive us and make us think that the our letters are most important, that um, these other, like, not all sisters bad, is when people start disparaging other sororities because mm-hmm. they're like, like, once again, the people in that sorority are people that the Lord loves in a way that he's trying to divide. Like, the enemy is not that person. It is himself. <laughs> and those are people we're called to love and serve um, because we are united Christ, and that should be our greatest thing we should look towards. Yeah, and I wish so badly that I knew all that my freshman year. Um, so I hope that, I mean, whatever age you're listening, that is such solid advice. But I hope that girls that are coming into us now, like, really fully take that to heart and believe it because it's just something that I put so much of my worth in, and it's just... For what reason? Like, I mean, yeah. first of all, like you said, like, it's a tool that the Lord's going to use for us. Our enemies in the Lord, in the Lord. And also, it's, like, such a made-up thing, too. Like, yeah, it literally is. Like, nothing to back it up. There's no reasoning. And so that's, I mean, the worst part is that we're not putting our identity in the Lord, but it's almost just as bad. We're literally, it's so made up. And whatever school you're at, like, it, I don't know. So that's just a whole so much I can talk about for forever because I'm like, ugh, oh, it's just, your identity should be in the Lord. And also, like, it just doesn't make sense. But... That's just me. Um, but before we finish, I know that you have so much wisdom from your three years of um, getting to be a Christian leader in Greek life. So I was just wondering if you had any overall advice that you wanted to share. Oh, that's so generous. I'm like, oh, that one. But one of my favorite things is, broadcast um, uh, of this, and this is just, I guess, going into, like, maybe why does it matter? Like, 
there's grace for us. And he was talking about how people say, God has so much greater for you. God, you know, and people people say it all the time, and yeah. I used to be like, whatever. Like, <laughs> whatever, whatever. Um, but he said it this way, and he said, um, he said, yeah, like, you can be an alcoholic and drink until your liver is absolutely shot, and after all that, there will still be abundant grace for you. Of course there will be. There will always be grace for you. But in the end, your liver is now shot because of because of your previous actions. And so, um, like Andrews brought this up of um, people a lot of times they don't get involved in a college ministry, or it's church, I just college ministry, just church early on, they don't come back until they're kid until they have kids. And so that would be my advice is like, man, there will be grace for you always, but how much sweeter is the Lord? And you can just see so much more of that fruit of living with him if you can just start out early. Um, because once you enter into the tunnel, once you're in the tunnel of like grief life, it's so easy to get stuck into the echo chamber of what people say is really important. When, you know, because you're, like, of course, you can start getting into your faith after you graduate, but you don't know what's going to lead you. Like, you don't know where it's going to lead you. You don't know where you're going to be after the four years. And so, yeah, I, like, just have my own, like, personal testimony of, man, I would, like, I wouldn't have done my college career any other way. Like, I am, I'm, Andrew says, hey, don't waste your four years in college. And I look back, and I'm like, dang, I don't think I did. And, like, all complete glory to the Lord. And I'm just thankful for his grace that allowed me to be a part of his plan. But I'm just like, wow, how cool to get to be a part of um, just what he had for me. Or just what, just something that's so much greater than myself. Um, and just looking back and seeing the fruit and just getting to walk away and saying, man, look what the Lord's done. So. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited for people to listen to this episode. Um, and I will also say, definitely life of the Lord is so much sweeter. And it's still just as fun mm-hmm. as someone who um, lives somewhat, I don't know how to phrase this, phrases, similar life to Maggie, of like, we're not engaging in a lot of the things that LSU sorority culture is in. And I would say I have just as much fun, if not more fun, and I've seen so much fruit because of the Lord. None of this is because mm-hmm. of me. But... Um, oh, we're going off. Somebody said that. What's it called? Uh, I'm I'm a quote stealer. I'll say it. I'm a big quotes. Um, oh gosh, what's this? Missionary in Africa. Missionary came back from Lee Piles. Mr. Scott Piles. He came. He told me. He he said a sermon and he said, "Man, I had this daughter, and I think that it was his daughter." And he said, "There was this fruit when they were in Africa." And they said, man, we told you, we told our daughter, man, this is so sweet. Like, this is so amazing. You need to try this. And she was looking at it like, ooh, <laughs> like, not wanting to. Oh, no, it was fine. That's what it was. But still, same difference. She's like, wow. He's like, you have to try it. It's so good. And she was skeptical. But once she, like, dipped her finger in the honey and just tried it, she said her, he said her eyes just lit up and looked around like, Oh my gosh, this is the best thing ever. Like, 
went in for it again, and just went ham on it. And so, relating that back, it's like we can say, man, the Lord's awesome. Like, he has done all these things in my life, but until you taste it and see for yourself, you won't know. So it's like, man, like, taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste him yourself. Like, taste what it's like to live in that life. Um, because so much greater than whatever we can have ourselves. Yeah, that's a perfect note to end on. I was <laughs> um, but before we like officially, and could you just pray for everyone listening? Obviously, specifically those girls that are your mm-hmm. wife. Of course. Um, dear Lord, I want to just thank you for this time that Laura and I get to join together. And Lord, I want to lift up all the girls who, first off, coming through Rush this year and coming years, Lord, I pray that um, they will keep their eyes fixed on you throughout that season. Um, it might be disheartening to feel rejected by just stories that maybe don't invite them back for parties, but Lord, remind them that that's not what matters. It's that you have called us into abundant life um, through your son. And Lord, help us to help them to be reminded of that and live by that and have that root so deeply in their hearts that whatever comes back on big day, whatever comes back any day before, just falls to the wind. And Lord, I want to pray for those girls in Greek life specifically, um, that they can view this time as a time to be stewarded well, as a time to love those around them sacrificially. Lord, just as you did for us, you left your heavenly place and stepped down with us. Um, Lord, help them to just invite others in so well. Um, Lord, allow them just to be vessels for you. Remind them that they're not the light, but help them to just bear witness to you. Um, yeah, Lord, Greek life can be just a broken place um, that glorifies sin and glorifies things against you. And Lord, we desire for it to be redeemed for your glory, um, just as you do. And so Lord, Allow them to be reminded that they are a part of that and equip them to be and put people on their lives that encourage them to do that. Lord, we love you. Um, and it's name pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And you will hear from me. I always say see you, but no one ever sees me. <laughs> Have a nice week. Bye.